Hello everyone, I'm Kevin Miller and this is The Ziggler Show where our goal is to inspire your true performance. In this episode, maximizing the engine of you. It's a new year and weight loss exercise and eating better are the most searched for New Year's resolution topics. The show here is about personal development as always, growth, change, and success. And this special episode is about the engine of you. You are your power source. Now, I don't mean spiritually. I'm just talking about your physical body, which houses your brain and your overall capacity. As you seek to go about your life, you're going to do so at the mercy and the capability of your body. As you look at your health and wellness, who are you going to listen to? What resource or program or so-called hack are you going to try? As my friend Angelo Poli of the company MetPro says, and I paraphrase, every methodology has worked, sometimes for some people. So it's a crapshoot at best, which begs the holy grail question, what should you do to best address your health and wellness needs and goals? Well, in this show, I'm going to give you what I'm going to claim to be the irrefutable answer, but the caveat is it's not a final answer. It's a framework. So an analogy, if you wanted to live in a custom home, right? Nobody can just hand you the blueprint and say, here it is. They'd have to know what are your desires and where do you want to build and how much money do you have to spend? Well, so that said though, every home built is still going to have the same aspects of what I'm going to call the framework. It's going to have a foundation and sewage system and electricity and all the necessities that any other house requires. Uh, that's what I want to provide for you today. The framework for the house of you to be at your best. So the show here is about 45 minutes long and I'm going to run through 13 points. Uh, then at my conclusion, I'm going to add on another piece. It's a Facebook live recording from Tom Ziegler on his physical transformation in the year 2019 at the hands of personal trainer, Angelo Poli. Uh, I interviewed, interviewed Angelo in episode 683, where we talked through uh, the metabolism and what place that plays in your body where so many of us are missing it. And for disclosure, I became a client and today my testimonies after years of being at a plateau, I have put on and have more muscle than ever in my lifetime. Well, Tom, as you're going to hear, wants to, wanted to lose weight, which he did. And, uh, you take my first 45 minutes here. Where we walk through these aspects of figuring out the engine of you and maximizing it and then add on Tom's Facebook live recording where he talks about his personal transformation. You're going to come away with a really incredible, comprehensive, probably perspective shifting and very hopeful uh, understanding of how to address your health and wellness. So I'm going to get started right after I share some great products and services with you. All right, friends, let's talk about you, the engine of you. I'm going to try to be pretty concise and to the point in this kind of a special edition show for the new year, just to combat all the stuff you're going to see out there and the reality that the majority of you listening have a health and wellness focus right now, New Year's resolutions and all that. So real quick, why my consistent, me, Kevin Miller, my consistent focus on health and wellness. It is not the uh, most important thing. It is not the holy grail of anything. I would argue and have quite a bit uh, with folks that maybe it's sequentially first. I mean, you are the engine for your body. Uh, so my, my history here is I was a past pro cyclist and guess what? The honest truth is 
I was a mediocre pro cyclist. Now, you know, my wife will get uh, upset when I say something like that. She says, oh my gosh, you're a pro cyclist. You won races. I did, but I was so inconsistent. And overall, it was a pretty mediocre career. A big part of it, I know now, was my inconsistency, my chaotic results. Win one weekend and the next weekend, I can't keep up with the slowest guy. Now I know I had so little focus on nutrition and my overall health just incredibly ignorant in all truth. Uh, it's just such a blind spot. I just focused on my training and went out and killed myself. And, uh, and what I look back and, and realize, man, the days are the, gosh, the build up to the races, maybe even the night before when I had a good home cooked meal, I performed well because it also meant I slept well. And then the days when I was eating junk, you know, Taco Bell or whatever, before the race, I slept poorly as well. And I had lesser fuel in me and I didn't do as well. And I just missed it. It's one of the big regrets of my life, but that's what got, that's, that was what started me really looking and questioning my health and wellness. Years later, I ran an organization called free agent Academy where we helped people who were in traditional employment, who wanted to pursue self-employment. And I mentioned this before in shows, we had so many of them where we would find, not to minimize the effort of it, but we would figure out them, what were their interests, their skills, talents, abilities, experiences, and where could we apply them in the marketplace? And we'd hone in on that and then find that, okay, now let's take that idea. How can we brand it and get ready and bring it to the marketplace? and get them going. We could do that a lot of times. And yet then the weeks would go by, the months would go by and go, gosh, why aren't you making it happen? And so often the same reply came back at the end of the day, I don't have anything left to give this initiative at the end of the week. I don't have anything left to give this initiative. And it became a focus on how do we get more energy out of them? Cause I realized that the people who were pursuing the side gig and ultimately becoming self-employed, there was a hard time in there of overexertion of putting out more than you normally do, putting out more effort than the normal person. And I looked and saw that these people who were succeeding, most of them had a significant focus on their health and wellness because they realized, man, I can only get as much out of myself as I have the ability to, you know, to, to exert the capacity to put out there. And it was kind of a shift, uh, where I saw that so many people thought, Oh, these people who have succeeded, these big names who you know, spend two hours a day exercising or whatever it may be and, you know, eat great. Well, they can afford to now. And I realized, uh, by no getting to know these, these successful people, that wasn't the case. Uh, they made their personal health and wellness a focus early on because they realized that was the only way they were going to get out this higher production needed to do something different than the norm. So here's where my focus on health and wellness as a focal point uh, began. It was, I, I don't have a desire to be a professional athlete anymore. I don't uh, desire to be a fitness model anymore. I just really want to be well so I can uh, do my art, as Seth Godin would say, so I can fulfill what I feel called to do. And I need to be at a great mental capacity. I want critical thinking skills. I want creativity. I want all these things. I want to be able-bodied. So when I go, when my workday ends, I'm there for my family and I have the energy I need to, uh, to give to them as well. And I don't want to be lacking in any area. So here again, so arguably, uh, this is not the most important thing, it may be sequentially 
first. Either way, it's very important, I think, to everybody. No matter what your goal is, uh, you want to be well. And when we look at New Year's goals and realize the top things that people want, or seeking to address are things like losing weight, getting fitter and eating healthier. Those aren't really the things that they want. Those are the things they're searching for because they want to look a certain way. They want to feel a certain way. That's what it all comes down to. And so let's just, let's even throw out the wanting to look a certain way and just say, I just want to feel a certain way. I don't want to feel aches and pains. I do want to feel more energy and more clarity, more hope, joy, all those things. That's what we want. So forget about weight, forget about fitness, forget about eating healthy, forget about diet. We just want the result. And yet here we are and we're all looking and going, oh my goodness, what do I uh, engage with that will help me? And that's where it gets uh, complex. And I'm going to try to give you some, again, framework today. I mean, we as a globally, but especially in the U.S., we are increasing in chronic illness and disease that burdens me because that means that we are minimizing the glory of a person, their efforts to go after their desires, their convictions, uh, because so often we just come down to this physical body we live in and what it can or cannot produce. And to that, just, I'm not going to spend time on this, but to that question of gosh, why are we getting worse? I think that people tend to just go, Oh, you know, darn luck of the draw globally, uh, that, uh, we're just all getting sick and tired and, uh, depressed and chronic illness and disease is just, you know, it's just how life goes. It's how life is going, especially in the U S it is not how it's supposed to go. We are growing this stuff and I'm not going to give you the thesis on why it's happening. I will say this, that here in America we're spending, I think we're about to hit 3.7 or is it $3.9 trillion per year uh, on healthcare expenditures. The thing we spend the most money on period end of story. The majority of that cost is due to chronic illness and disease that's increasing at a dramatic rate more than ever in, in time. And even the government estimates 80% of that chronic illness and disease is preventable. And I'd argue that it is even more. So this is not normal. This is not right. This shouldn't be. And there are things that we individually can do it. I don't think the whole country is going to be saved and become super healthy and, and well. But uh, at least for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, you can make a big difference in your life. So I'm going to go through uh, a, a, about, what is it, about uh, 13 points here. And no holy grail on that. That's just, uh, well, I'm going to reference my new podcast, The True Life Show. And folks, I, of course, I'm promoting that thing because I started it to address this issue. Uh, you'll notice that right now, at least, there's no ads in it. We're not promoting anything. Zero. Nothing in there other than giving this information. I do it with my partner, business partner, Dr. Randy James. He and I have been best friends and then business partners for a number of years now. And it's for this, to get health and wellness advocacy out there to help people so that they can do the things that they want to do. And I'll tell you the shows I'm going to reference and I'm just, I'm referencing them. If you never go see the show, I'm just going to give you the framework again, that we just happen to have walked step-by-step step through in the episodes there. Um, you get a doctorate in health and wellness, a viable doctorate, I believe in health and wellness in these next few minutes. And we're going to reference functional medicine. We hear a lot of terms these days, like integrative medicine and alternative medicine and whatnot. I'm not going to argue which is most important functional medicine, I think is becoming the primary 
uh, uh, explanation uh, for a different way to look at health and wellness and medicine. So we have traditional medicine over here that primarily is managing illness and disease. And then we have functional medicine that is looking and saying, wait, what is causing the disease? Can we get to the root cause and stop it, eradicate it, reverse it, at least minimize it. And the focal point with functional medicine and what I'm going to talk about here briefly is uh, they talk about four, I'm going to call them pillars. Think about it like a table leg. And so we're all trying to address our health and wellness. And we hear a thousand things coming at us. You need this nutritional supplement. You need this essential oil. You need to eat these foods. You need to not eat these foods. And we're constantly talking about this table leg or that table leg or this aspect of this table leg, just this you know, little piece of a table leg over here. Instead of saying, look, if your table is going to be strong, it's just got it. You got to address these four legs. And what they talk about are, well, they put it in these four categories, nutrition, exercise, sleep, mind, and body. So for my initiative and with, uh, Dr. James, Randy, and with the true life show and some bigger things we're working on as well, that you'll be hearing more about as time goes on, we have taken those and expanded them. And what we really have is out of those four, we have 13 points still under four categories. So here we go. I'm going to run through them. And if you go to the true life show, I'll tell you this up front. Episode one is titled, let's get you fully functioning to rock your world and your life. That's episode one. Episode two is what is the best holistic success plan for your life? Those two are, I'm going to call them overview. So some of the things that I just threw out at you, stats and concepts and functional medicine, we really go into there. And again, the people who have listened to it, uh, the reviews have been incredible. The ones that literally you can go see them in iTunes or the ones that I've gotten that people have just, you know, told me face to face or via messages or whatever. Um, really good overviews on, oh, this is why you may not be getting the results you want. This is why you're doing all these great things and still not feeling well. You will hear those addressed in episodes one and two. I think they're really good overviews on health and wellness and the concept of it is a, uh, a comprehensive approach. And that's it. If I could give you anything today, it's to realize that if you want to be as well as you can, nobody can be perfectly well, but if you want to be as well as you can, it will come from a comprehensive approach in these areas that we're talking about, uh, period. And that is where I, oh, I just, I, I get angst from it that the majority of what you see out there is just talking about one or two. And everybody's trying to say that their, their methodology is the best. If you'll just take all the right supplements, you know, or if you'll just do these exercises, this type of exercise, or if you'll just do this type of yoga, I mean, uh, well, yoga too, but I meant meditation. If you'll just do this and there's no, if you'll just do anything, the only just, I would say is if you will just realize it's a comprehensive approach, you're going to have to address these areas to have, again, those strong legs. Uh, it's kind of like the habit show with the, that we do here at the Ziegler show, uh, with the Ziegler wheel of life and Zig saying, Hey, if you want real success, you need to have all these seven areas, you know, bolstered to have no bumps in your wheel, that same type of concept. All right. So the first one, uh, nutrition, and we name that input because we really went beyond and went deeper and just said, let's call the first one, which includes nutrition, but input, the things that you are coming into you. And we put those into, yeah, the things you're eating, uh, but also your visual 
auditory, and even touch. So episode three of the True Life Show, and again, I'm not just promoting the show, but I'm giving you, we just walk sequentially through that. So I'm giving you, if you want to take notes right now and not listen to the show, feel free. But the fir, uh, number three, which was the first part of input, uh, was titled The Framework for What You Should and Should Not Put in Your Mouth, Food. We have a lot of talk these days about, you know, what foods are bad, what foods are good, and there's no cookie cutter approach for any one person. Now, I don't think there's anybody on the planet. We're going to say, you know what? A hot pocket is good for you. Uh, it's not, or a, you know, raw, raw, raw veggies are bad for you. They're not bad for you. They're great for you. And, and not many people are we seeing have, uh, ill health from a result of eating, you know, too many whole foods and, uh, non-processed foods and raw foods and things of that nature. All right. So, uh, what is going into your body? This is a thing. It's kind of a functional medicine terminology, but one that Dr. My friend, Dr. Randy James talks about a lot. What are you putting in your body that it does not want? And that's going to be individual to you. What are you not putting in your body that it needs? And, you know, for me, I found out and I've talked about it in shows. I talk about it a lot in the true life show. Uh, there are some things that I found out. I did some food allergy tests. I've done all kinds of tests, but there are a good list of foods that I do not do well with. I'm highly allergic. We use that term a lot. Let's just say sensitive to eggs. I'm sensitive to corn and corn derivatives, which are in all processed foods, just about, uh, to nightshades, uh, which are, you know, pota- the big ones, potatoes, tomatoes, eggplant, and peppers. And I was eating tons of peppers and, uh, it was manifesting and causing inflammation in me. And that actually put my back out. So I was, you know, going to see chiropractors to something that was actually a dietary issue. But you know, what are the things that you're putting in your body that it does not need? And it's ultimately causing inflammation. That's the biggest culprit these days, but it causes all kinds of things. And I've learned through being, working with uh, Dr. James to look at just somebody's complexion and the red splotchiness uh, or, you know, even acne or whatever. And again, folks, it doesn't mean that if you, if I see somebody's face that I can just say, Oh, they have, you know, a sensitivity or an allergy. Generally, yes. So I'm going to make some generalizations uh, here, but so much of your aches and pains and problems are a result of putting things in your mouth that your specific body doesn't want. Uh, now, and it may be different. There are things that one person can eat that another person just can't. And I'm not going to help you figure that out. Why the point is just to figure out what is it that you do best on and, and what, what do you not do best on? And the other thing is, what are you not putting into your body that it needs my body? Either I'm not putting in enough or my body's not assimilating, assimilating enough uh, magnesium and I get foot cramping pretty bad. So I take a magnesium uh, supplement. If I had a perfect diet and perfect digestion and assimilation, I, uh, I wouldn't need that supplement. I mean, nutritional supplements by proxy, they're supplemental. That means they're supplementing something you're not getting that you should get elsewhere though in our, with our diet today, it's almost impossible to get a per it is to get a perfect diet. So I, I supplement there. So there's something that my body needs that I am not getting. I'm having to supplement and there's an ongoing you know, challenge of figuring out what do I run best on? What does the engine of my body run best on? And uh, how do I get it in? And how do I keep out the junk that I don't need? So that's where we started with input. So number one under input is that nutrition is actually episode three, though, of the true life show next was visual and just looking at the effects of what we put in our site. And we talk through things 
Uh, like there's so much today about blue, you know, blue light and the things that come in from the constancy of screens in our face, face and what's that, what that is doing. I just watched a video from David Osprey. He's the bulletproof coffee guy and bulletproof, all that, all that stuff, just talking about that again. And so we're just learning more and more about it because it's getting worse and worse. Uh, this is a new thing in the past, you know, past short period of time that we're dealing with, but that's visual, but there's lots of other things when you have depressing visuals, if you're under fluorescent lights, if you're, uh, in a, you know, just seeing bad images, the news, you know, and death and whatever horror movies and, and whatnot, pornography. I mean, so much of our visual, uh, stimuli, stimuli affects our health overall. It gets very little attention. And yet we are bombarded and constantly feasting our eyes on something. Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it inspiring? Is it depressing? Uh, is it life giving? Is it the, you know, the mountains that I'm looking out at, at Pike's peak right now, or is it a polluted factory spewing something out and what can we do to address those? And in all of this folks, as I'm running through these and trying to be fairly brief to give you this framework, we're just trying to elevate the importance and, and, and also say not, not one of these areas is the Holy grail. It's comprehensive. It's all of them. So under input nutrition, visual and the vision part of it uh actually episode four of the true life show was called control your direction by controlling your visual input you are listening to the ziggler show and a special episode on your health and wellness to kick off the new year Coming up next, I talk you through the massive impact audio input has on you. I mean, this is straight up Ziggler messaging here, folks, but I'm going to elevate it even more and into not just your attitude, but your overall wellness. So we'll go right back into it after I share some great products and services with you. Next, the third thing in input was audio. And this, of course, we talk a ton about this on the Ziegler show. What are we putting in? That's Zig's quote. We can change uh, who you are and where you are by changing what goes into your mind. And I just talked about visual. Uh, that's a big one. Audio is gigantic. So episode five of the true life show was titled, how are you programming your brain every day? And of course we talk about the things you hear so often, but we can't elevate them enough to go. What is going into, what are you hearing positive or negative that is affecting your health. And you know, that I do want to bring that out. We have a dramatic amount coming out these days on mental health. And when we talk about your attitude, we're talking about mental health and it is so alter. Can I say alterable? Uh, it is so malleable. I mean, you can watch a movie that's inspiring and great music and positive imagery and come out of that movie feeling great and feeling moved. And you can watch another one that may give you nightmares at night. That stuff affects our health. And when we have negative audio, uh, auditory messages coming in or sounds or whatever into us, it just eats away. So you got to think about all these things like termites and how, what's your exposure and ter termites or building blocks too. That just like we talk about in habits, the daily positive deposits, we are a result of that. So here I am at the end of 2019 recording this New Year's E or New Year's, I'm sorry, message. And, you know, over the past year, there have been things I have consistently done day in and day out that have given me building blocks 
to make me healthier today than I was a year ago. There are also some things, fewer, thank goodness, as I continue to just hopefully mature and gain wisdom, there are fewer termites, but there are still some there. Um, even, even just over the holiday season, you know, the termites of, uh, for me, a lot more dairy and, uh, honestly, a lot more wine, not to, uh, you know, excess of, of, uh, affecting me, affecting my behavior or anything, but just, you know, celebratory and we, we enjoy it. And over the course of, you know, this party and that party and sipping some, I mean, it's just increased. And that is, you know, it was good for my soul. Brandy would say that it's good for my soul. It was fun stuff, but uh, for my actual health, it, it lessened my sleep quality and uh, it's sugar and that's a termite. And I'm, I'm ready to be done with that. I need to fast from that, uh, for a while. Uh, but okay. So, but we've got audio. So that was the, the next one. And, and then last, the last one, number four under input is touch and number it was episode six of the true life show what in your physical environment is harming or helping you and we talked about those things contact issues pollution uh, mold is a big thing these days you know but just things in your environment that are whether it's if, you know directly touching your skin or it's just coming into your environment and your presence that is helping or hurting you and again it's things that we just don't stand to talk about. There's so many chemical things out there that I'll tell you, I'm one of those ones. I hear the next thing and somebody's talking about this chemical. I'm like, Oh my gosh, seriously, uh, nitpick. And is that really a big deal? But it's again, it's termites. And when you take it all into context and it's day in and day out over and over and over and over and over, and we see it and every one of these things I can tell you, and this is what we talk about a lot in the true life show about a specific patient. You'll hear, uh, Dr. James talk about a specific patient who he's treated and their most acute issue is a result of one of these termites. It's primary. Now it's never just one. It's always uh, a bunch, but we're looking at what is the most acute one? Where can we help the most or where can he help the most? Uh, but input. So overall input, again, functional medicine talks about nutrition. We expand that. And there's four aspects of input, the daily input coming into you that is helping or hurting you. And we all have issues to address there. All right. The next thing, kind of the second category, uh, that in functional medicine, talk, they talk about it, they call it exercise. We're going to call it output. That's what we call it at the true life show. And in, in Randy and I, in our business, uh, is output. And of course it contains exercise, but let's just talk about movement because Back in the day, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, whatever, people didn't exercise that much, if at all. They didn't need to. Life was exercise. Going down to the stream to catch to get water or to uh, pull it up from the well, dealing with animals that you're getting milk and meat from if you're doing that, or agriculture, going out and picking something, harvesting that. Oh my gosh, washing clothes. Uh, I mean, just the basic issues of life, making clothes. It was constant work. Nobody needed, needed exercise. We're in a unique time period, small amount of, uh, as time has passed, small amount of time here where we can now exist with little to zero physical activity. And we have more and more of us who can, who can and do go through an entire day and we never have to stress a muscle. We never have to elevate our heart rate. We get up out of bed. We walk to a car, we drive to a uh, parking garage. We take an elevator to a floor. We sit at our desk and then we repeat it and never have to make an effort. And we can exist at least financially that way, but the toll it's taken on our body is horrible. I'm sure you've seen, and it feels like an exaggeration that sitting 
is the is the new smoking. Well, it's just sedentary. I have stand-up desks. I'm standing at a custom-made stand-up desk that I made just for doing this podcast. And I'm standing and I'm fidgeting around and that's that's great. Uh, but you can also just stand and be 100% sedentary and it's not really any different than sitting. It's just sedentary, be, not moving. And even the, and this is frustrating for me because I'll go and, you know, knock myself out for an hour or two hour workout or whatever and then spend the rest of the day sedentary at my desk. Even that, yeah, there's enough studies now that are showing me that even that's not good. We, I still am getting, I mean, it's great that I'm exercising at all, obviously, but I'm still uh, suffering to a degree from a long period of sedentary time. Again, go back uh, to, to before the present day that we know it. And you, again, life required consistent uh, movement and stress, physical stress, you know, good stress, stressing your muscles. It required that consistently throughout the day. We were never made to just be sedentary for long periods of the time of time day in and day out. So back to this thing of exercise, you know, what's the best exercise for you? We talk about that in show uh, that's episode seven of the true life show. And Randy's statement is the best exercise is whatever you'll do. Literally the best exercise is whatever you'll continue. Cause somebody says, okay, you know, I'm gonna start running for the new year, man. I hate running. He would say, well, then don't do it. You're not going to continue. Chances are you're not going to do it now. Generally, with something like that. And we'll take running, for instance, if you do it enough, don't kill yourself, take baby steps. If you do it enough there, the day will come where you will find joy in it. You will find appreciation in it. But if you're telling yourself you hate it every day, you're probably not going to, and you probably won't continue to get to that point anyways, but better yet, find something that you can do running. I will hold my hand up for that. It's a good one because anybody can do it anywhere. Just about some people have injuries and whatever, you know, running, biking. Those are really good ones. We talk about swimming. It's a great, uh, low impact exercise movement, but you gotta have a pool who has access to that. I live at 9,200 feet above sea level in a little town. Uh, there's three indoor pools and I just don't like swimming indoors. It's boring as all get out. Um, but movement, 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 and this is just like having a, you're not going on a diet, but you have a daily diet, deciding what are the foods you're going to eat and not eat consistently, that this is saying, I, if I'm going to be well, I have to have movement, consistent movement as a part of my days forever. If I want to be well, if I don't want, you know, if I don't, if I, it, we're talking about a, and I talk about this in the True Life Show a lot. We're talking about, think about a graph, one of symptoms and one of performance. What symptoms, negative symptoms, obviously, are you okay with having? And what level of performance are you okay with having? As time goes on, I continually want less and less symptoms and I want higher and higher performance. Uh, so I've got to do, I've got to be, you know, better in all these areas. If you say, ah, you know, just, I just don't want to do physical stuff. Okay. Then you're going to accept a certain amount of symptoms and a lesser level of performance. You have to make that decision. But again, the point isn't chastising here. It's just showcasing a comprehensive approach to the level of wellness that you want. Um, another part of output, we talked about this in episode eight of the true life show. It's called increase your capacity for daily output. And it was in essence, the things that you do that will 
increase your capacity for performance and the things that will decrease it. And it's really the things that you engage in, even in your work. And I'll use that as a quick example. If you are doing work that is not very fitting to you, it's not in your area of genius, skills, abilities, talents, giftings, whatever, uh, and it's a drudgery, you are by proxy lessening your ability, your capacity for output. And I'll use the example of people who go home at the end of the day and they're just wrecked. They have nothing left to give their family. And I understand that. I'm not saying I've never had a day like that, uh, but I want them fewer and far between if not uh, eradicated uh, completely. And so it puts, I, I've had, I've had times of during work cycles saying, honey, I don't, and, and I can't keep up this pace or this effort at work because if I do, I'm not, I'm not going to have anything left at home for, for everybody at home or that's why I don't. And, you know, if there's a season, a short season of that to achieve something, okay, but we can't go on that long term. But again, it's just being cognizant of, gosh, if I'm engaging in these activities, I am lowering my capacity for output. I am not going to have as many reserves left. And so we talk about that in episode eight of the True Life Show. Okay, the third category here. And in functional medicine, they just label it sleep. And we're going to talk, we talk about it in the True Life Show as recovery. So that's the next one, recovery. In episode nine, it was titled, How to Best Recharge in Order to Improve Your Performance uh, Tomorrow. Now, obviously, sleep is huge. And again, why this big focus on sleep? Why is it in so many headlines? It's because we are continuing to get less and less hours of sleep, but, but that's even gotten to be a problem because now people are focused on that and, uh, but you can get more sleep. And if it's still bad quality, you're not getting much help. Uh, we talk about, there's a, a different, you know, the fitness advice, uh, fitness devices, wearable devices that people have. Dr. James uses an aura ring. O U R a. I have a, what do I have here? It's a Garmin. I don't know. It's, it's like a Fitbit type thing but they measure our sleep. And so at the end of the, or in the morning, we can look and see how much sleep did we get and what quality, how much deep sleep, how much light sleep, how much our REM sleep did we get? And you need all of those things and talk about making you accountable for that. And I can look at it, man, over this holiday season, I probably had three nights. Last night was one of them where I ate something that did not degree, uh, did not agree with me, absolutely wrecked my sleep. So even though last night I was in bed, uh, I was, I was asleep from, from falling asleep to wake up for, I was either seven and a half or eight hours. I can't remember now. Uh, but it was terrible quality Ter It was terrible quality. Um, so I am not as recovered today. My output, uh, is not going to be as high because I did not recover well. And so of course we talk about, you know, sleep and quality quantity, the things that affect that, which going back up to nutrition, that's probably one of the number one issues though, you know, just mental stress and worry and anxiety and blue lights visual. I mean, we're hitting all these things can affect our sleep, which is frustrating to me. You know, I want to do what I want to do. I want to eat what I want to eat. I want to have fun. And yet there are now things I know, man, if I do that, it's going to mess my sleep up. And that's my recovery, which is also my preparation for the next day. And is that a choice that I want to make? So that's under recovery. The second one under recovery, this is episode 10 of the true life show. It was the hard work of true relaxation and renewal. And that one, I actually heard that the first time. I don't think he coined it. 
but it was John Eldridge. He's a Christian author, wrote the book Wild at Heart. And I was actually at an event, a small, small group event with him years ago. And he talked about that. And he said, how often we, and I'm paraphrasing some of this, it was a long time ago, but we, we think of uh, recovery and we think of what we're really doing is relief. It's coming home at the end of the day, kicking your shoes off and watching something on TV and oh, just getting some relief or even, you know, the Saturday and spending four hours watching sports with a bag of chips and a beer and, you know, whatever. And it's kind of fun and relief, but neither of those things do we then get up from and go, oh, I feel great, man. I am recharged. That is not recharging. That was some relief, which is good and fine and okay. I'm not dissing that. But today recovery has often been lumped uh, just by that relief in relief aspects. It's not true recovery. And I'm going to use that word renewal and even recharging. Those are the things like meditating or boy, two days ago, I, we've had, we we had on average 15 people at our home for weeks. Um, I've got a big family over the holidays and it was snowing and I, kids were playing. And instead of joining in, I told my wife, I'm going to go disappear. I walked out into the woods. We live in the national forest. It was snowing. And I went up onto a ridge of mine, uh, just a couple, a few minute walk away. And I sat down and I just sat there in the snow. It's one of the most beautiful things, uh, realities ever to me is this falling snow. And I sat in it for close to an hour and I watched I tried not to think of much and I watched the snowfall and I heard the wind blow and I watched the snow as it landed and stayed on the, 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 the tufts of the pine trees. And I just, it was again, just a form of meditation for me. And that is what I got up from. Oh my gosh, I can see, I feel centered. I can see that the world is a better place uh, for me. And you, you could list out a hundred things. There's no one thing, uh, whatever it may be for you. And it may be a, a moment of silence. It may be, um, you know, yeah, a meditation uh, or whatnot. It's, you know, go find your happy place, whatever. But again, it's focused on what are you doing, hopefully daily, but if not even weekly, to really renew and recharge. And this is beyond sleep. We even go into talking about sabbaticals. Uh, and I talk in there about my wife and I frequently do, uh, we call a mommy and daddy sabbatical, but it's almost like parent, parent and spouse sabbatical. Cause we get to go away on our own. I have even gone to, she and I both have just go to a nice hotel for a few days, or we've done that with friends. I did one recently when my partner, business partner, Dr. Rain James, uh, he and his family were out for a week and I spent, I think, four days at his house all by myself. So it was free. So if you're thinking, I can't afford a hotel, it was totally free. I had a kitchen. I had everything that I needed there. And I got time alone to, uh, boy, I, yeah, I read some great stuff, fiction and nonfiction. I watched some good stuff, uh, which, you know, from a TED Talk to a, a good movie. And I ate good food. And I did some good thinking, deep thinking on uh, some work projects or just some, you know, to me, my work, some of my work is art and uh, did that. Anyways, you get the point renewal, recharging. And we've gotten to the point where my kids sometimes will say, mommy and daddy, one or both of you need to go away. Um, and we know you'll come back. They've witnessed it as a better person. And so looking at those things, not as, uh, luxuries, but as necessities. All right. So there's that aspect called a spoke, a pillar, a table, leg, whatever of recovery. Again, functional medicine talks about sleep. We go a little deeper into overall recovery, renewal, recharging. All right, the last one then, and this is where functional medicine, they talk about it as mind and body. 
we call it, it's, it's, I've always struggled with the term, but we're trying to find one that's all encompassing relationships, mind, body. That is a relationship, the relationship between your mind and body. But we expand on that in, in three different aspects. So, uh, it was episode 11 of the true life show, and it's called how your body gets derailed by your mind and vice versa. Not a rocket science statement there, but we just, again, elevate it and clarify that. And we even do it from a medical standpoint where Randy, Dr. James will talk about the issue. So much of what he's dealing with, with patients and their pathology is due to that mind and body connection. When you've got somebody who's super uh, stressed out, anxiety, worry about an area in their life, their finances, their relationships, whatever it may be, their health, uh, how that affects their physical health. So their mind is is, is doing that. There's a term that was given to me by a friend, Jonathan Poole, but again, it's not, he didn't write it out. There's the physical manifestation of emotional pain. We talked about trauma a lot. Mastin Kip, I had him on the show. He talks about trauma, but just think about it. Even as stress, anxiety, if you are daily having an anxiety in your life and it could be about, yeah, your marriage, about your parenting, your relationship with your kids could be about your finances, your work, your health. I mean, what it, whatever that termite is that is affecting you mentally, it's going to affect your body. And we see a literal, here's a, an acre of pain that a regular doctor is prescribing a surgery for or a pharmaceutical. And we're going, man, that, that's, that's, that's a, that is a, a symptom of a root cause. And the root is something up here in the mind and vice versa. How often can a continuing chronic physical ailment ultimately mess things up in the mind and cause those stresses and worries and anxieties? And we see that too. It goes both ways, but again, there's a relationship and how do you be cognizant of that and realize, be aware of that and address it? So that was episode uh, 11 of the, the true life show under this spoke or, or umbrella category of relationships. Episode 12 was titled why you need a prescription for purpose and hope. And folks, this is of course, incredible. This is the heart of the Ziegler show that you guys listen to every week, uh, a couple times a week, a lot of you. And again, though, we're looking, if we just go over on the health and wellness side, what is the value necessity or the negative consequence, if there's a void, if you don't have purpose and hope in your life. Again, back to that reality that we have so many, so much media attention right now to mental health. Boy, there's a root, folks. Purpose and hope. You can put faith in there as well. We didn't just to keep it from being spiritualized, but we do talk. Well, I didn't put it in the title, but we do talk about it in the show. Uh, but regardless of where your faith may or may not be, I mean, we're talking about purpose and hope is a root of that. And the reality of that you can do so many things, right? You can get great nutrition. You can get great exercise. You can get great sleep and recovery. And if you don't have purpose and hope, uh, in your day-to-day -day life, it is very difficult to be well or as well as you can be. And the reality too, though, is if you don't have purpose and hope, the chances of you doing what you need to do or having the discipline or the willpower to have good nutrition, exercise, sleep, those types of things is very low. 
Uh, so it's almost a, 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 a moot statement to say that, but I'm just giving you the, again, elevating the reality of it. So we talk about that purpose and hope again, nothing, nothing rocket science there. We're talking about a comprehensive approach and a termite or a building block. And then the last one, uh, episode 13, that's not the last episode. We talk about other things. We had, we just had a show on, uh, uh, um, on, uh, fasting, and we had a show, it was a case study on a patient and his drastic turnaround. And there's other shows, but 13 was kind of the last step-by-step through this kind of a functional medicine uh, viewpoint. And in that one, again, this is under the relationships category. It was titled, your personal relationships are likely making or breaking you. Again, we just elevate the reality that our relationships are dramatic in regards to our health and wellness, overall health and wellness, mind and body. And you're going to hear that and go, duh, just like me. And then realize though, especially if you listen to that show or think about, uh, think about it further that daily talk about termites or building blocks, our relational health, our relationship health, our relationships, and even our lack of relationships as well. And just, again, this is, we do, we do, and I purposely did come to a lot of this in the show and not just saying, Hey, here are some ideals or whatever, but from a med- medical standpoint, and that's where it was really great to have Randy, Dr. James with me, uh, and us doing these shows together. So he can talk about literal patients that he is treating and their primary issue that may be coming out in this ache or pain or problem are a result of this. And we talk about their uh, a reality. I remember it when he talked about a patient and said his diet, she had a bunch of issues and she was, you know, overweight and, 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 and in some bad health. But he said the most acute thing she needed to deal with. And he said, he, he finally to point of saying, he said, I can't help you unless, because right now the biggest thing that's hurting you is your adult son who's in your home and the negative relationship between you guys. Uh, he says, I can't overcompensate anything. We're not going to, we're not going to fix that with a good diet, with good exercise or with good sleep. We can help it a little bit, just like a band aid, but we're not going to fix it. That's the thing that is hurting you by her admission and her sharing that he believes is hurting her the most. That's a relationship issue. You're never going to hear that from a doctor. So again, we're elevating and giving clarity to that folks. That's it. As you in this start of a new year are, uh, statistically looking at, you know, weight loss, uh, fitness, eating healthier. Those topics are like the most searched for topics online at this time. You're going to see a zillion different offerings, a zillion different resources and methodologies. I just, I just right here, I didn't negate anything, not one of them, but they're all a piece of the puzzle. They're, they're going to fit into one of these four categories. I'm going to call them table legs. They're just, they're generally going to be one of those things. Somebody's talking about one leg or even just a part of one leg. So it may be a great thing that supplement, that water filter, that crystal, that, uh, 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 you know, what essential oil that whatever it may be great thing that, that exercise methodology, that diet plan, that eating style, may be a good thing. And it's probably worked for somebody. Will it work for you? And you're going to be throwing a dart blindfolded to some degree here. I made the effort to give you a framework and said it to say, you want to address all these areas and it's overwhelming and it's complex and it just is, 
course, what's the price? What's the, the price? What's the reward? If we do it well, we all want to feel a certain way. Again, I, I'm going to, I'm going to maximize that and minimize looking a certain way. Cause I think a lot of the health, wellness, fitness stuff gets thrown into that. Forget about that. Now I care about it. People do judge a book by its cover as a personality. I mean, I, I, it matters what you look like and that's, you know, love it or love it or, or hate it. It is a reality. And generally the way we look does depict somewhat our overall health, though there's plenty of healthy people who are not doing well. They're not really that healthy. They've just learned how to, to do that. Tell you what reminds me, there's a recent show. It is the, uh, Jada, I think that's how you say her name, Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife. And she has her show, the red table talk. And they just recently did a series where he brought the family together. And that was the message he said, and they all said, we've learned how to look good, but we are not feeling good and we are not healthy. And they really weren't, you'll be blown away at the ailments that they have. And they had uh, blood work done and they're revamping their health and wellness. So, uh, again, looking a certain way, feeling a certain way. I think for most of us feeling a certain way is paramount. I hope that gives you some insight, gives you some framework. If you want to know any more about those things and really expand your understanding. And I think from that, then the opportunity for you to be as well as you can again, go to the true life show. I'm shameless in, in promoting that show. Again, there's nothing on there that we're selling zero. And uh, not even an ad on there. We're doing that because we, I'm not saying that we won't ever have an ad on there. But my point is that we're doing that to try to get this information to people. It's information that's known. We're not the, it's not a secret. We didn't discover it. We didn't even create it. We're just messengers. It's not generally known. And our culture is really hurting for the lack of that knowledge. So there you go. There's some knowledge. I hope this was a benefit to you and will help you have a significantly weller new year. Okay, friends, as I mentioned in the intro, here is a Facebook live recording that Tom Ziegler did with Met Pro founder, Angelo Poli. Ziegler now, Ziegler on Facebook, they have 5 million followers. So this was seen and heard by a lot of people. In this recording, Tom talks about his own health and wellness journey and how he lost weight by getting Angelo's help dealing with his metabolism. I too, again, worked with MetPro and the result was me finally putting on muscle weight after years of wasted working out. They said on a scale from one to 10 on proper metabolism, I was languishing at about a two. And here I am thinking I'm super fit guy. So many of you are going to find massive hope in the following message here. Enjoy. Facebook fan page. We love and appreciate you. We've got so many millions, almost 5 million now. In fact, one of our goals is to get to 5 million fans by the end of the year. So if you enjoy the page and you love inspiration and you want to uh, share this, this video, that would be awesome. That'll help us get some more likes. And I am super excited today because I have been going through a transformation. Uh, a few months ago, I teamed up with Angelo Poli, who is the founder of MetPro, and he is my health coach. So, Angelo, say hello to everybody. Hey, hello, everybody. Thanks so much, Tom, for having me on. This is great. You bet. Well, guys, one of the things that I believe is that I'm a coach, and I coach other people. I work with leaders and executives, and everybody needs a coach. And I have studied, uh, I, I, I've forgotten more about nutrition than I can remember. Uh, I've worked out all kinds of plans. 
you know, like dad said, I did the 30 day diet once and lost a month. So I've done everything. And uh, we, we teamed up with Angelo and MetPro uh, on our Ziggler Show podcast. By the way, if you're not a podcast listener, you need to go and get that ZieglerShow.com. There's some episodes where you can hear more about this. But I went on this journey because I don't know about you. If you want to get in better physical health, uh, just type in a comment. And by the way, Angelo, we'll just start it this way. We're offering an assessment for everybody. Yeah. That you yeah. guys have done. Yep. And so if they leave a comment, they're going to get a link to that. So why don't you tell them what that assessment will do? And then we'll go ahead and get started. Everybody has the same challenges when it comes to uh, improving and optimizing their health, their fitness, their weight, whatever the goal is. So the key is individuality, specificity. So that assessment will actually be to figure out who you are, where you're at and what your needs are. So we can really lay out a breadcrumb step-by-step trail to here's the exact steps that we need to get the transformation we're looking for out of you. Please take advantage of it. You are welcome. You'll talk to a real live person who will want to get to know you. How awesome is that? Now, one of the things that's pretty cool is, uh, is I did that assessment. I mean, that was like one of the first things that I did. And one of the other things that's kind of cool is we are showing this on our, on our Ziegler show. So you can go to metpro.co forward slash Ziegler. So if you're listening to this, maybe you're driving down the road and you, you can't type in right now, uh, you can go to metpro.co forward slash Ziegler. You can get that assessment there. So Angela, I, I want to get into it. So we met, was it about two and a half months ago now? <laughs> Almost four, my friend. Is Almost it four, four months now? Almost. Yeah. About three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half months. Okay. And I, and I said, you know what? I've got some goals and uh, I, I, you know, here's the deal guys. Here's the short brief. At Ziegler, we teach the wheel of life. There's seven areas of life, the mental, the spiritual, the physical, the financial, the personal, the career, and I and the family. And on my physical spoke, my body, it loves food. I, you know, the other day at dinner, somebody offered me a roll, Angelo, and I said, <laughs> I said, no, my body retains rolls. And then I pulled <laughs> I pointed at my stomach and I said, hey, here's a roll from 1987. Uh, but I, so I said, Angela, what's the deal with, you know, I've, I've done these different programs. I've lost weight, but my body always tends to settle around 215. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, it, no matter what I do. So you've got a little bit different approach. And so why don't you explain the approach? Because I've been doing this for over three months. I haven't been hungry yet. That a boy. That yeah. a boy. I haven't been that mean to you yet. That's really I know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but the weight that I've lost, now this is the different, okay? A lot of diets you do, you lose the weight, but your body shape stays the same. You're just a smaller version of that shape. But this one, I've lost almost all of it right where I wanted to, right around yep. my belly. Yep. In fact, I told Angelo last week he was costing me a lot of money because I had to go get all my suits tailored again. <laughs> but what's different? What's different about MedPro? 
so what we do is we really dive in to the individualized specificity. The, the missing link is metabolism. And you hear people ask, well, what's more important, nutrition or exercise or this or that? And I'm always talking about metabolism, not because it's the only piece of the equation, but because it's the most misunderstood piece. It's the most frustrating piece. I can't tell you how many very hardworking people that have follow through that that are really diligent will come to me with throwing their hands up in the air. I don't get it. I'm doing everything A, B, C, D that I should be. The experts are telling me I should be, but my body's still not responding the way I would have thought. Or, hey, I, I can do great until I have to live my life. You know, I have to travel. I have to, you know, take care of business. And all of a sudden it falls off a cliff. Those are all the things that we we coach through. So at, at the end of the day, we are uh, makeover professionals. We do transformation. So whether we, we work with, whether it's CEOs, whether it's people in the entertainment field, um, celebrities, or just grandma and grandpa who want to have more energy on the weekends for the grandkids, it all starts with, we're going to identify what your goals are. I know, by the way, I'll just I'll just give you kind of a bullet for each of these topics. What are your goals and are your goals need to be identified, but not for the reasons you'd think they need to be identified. So we know what we're not going to work on today, because if we don't have a strong priority hierarchy, we may try working on too many things at once and we don't move the dial on any one specific thing. So we have to figure out exactly what our priority hierarchy is, our goals. The next thing we need to know is your your, your lifestyle. Um, do you travel? Do you have family? How many people in your household? Do you have dinners as a family? Do you take meals socially? Um, what are we going to do for our snacking situation? All of these play into what we're going to create for someone as an ongoing strategy. It doesn't do any good to have a strategy that you can't sustain. And then we need to identify what is holding us back today from being at the physique or the health or the weight or whatever the circumstances that you want to be? Is it our lifestyle, our habits, our routine, or is it actually our metabolism? Because that's that's two different strategies. I'll have people that come to me and uh, when we get to talking, we figure out that what's really holding them back is uh, they're missing a few key uh, coaching components when it comes to time management. And that really is the the issue. And then other people we find that, you know, they, they really are doing things right. Uh, their metabolism is just very stubborn right now. So the approach we're going to take with each of those individuals is going to be very different, very different. We have to know which one you are. And then, and then lastly, Anyone that has has talked with me before, heard any of my stuff, knows I'm a big believer in something called baseline testing. Do you remember doing that, Tom? When we first started, we went through kind of that baseline testing process. Yeah, absolutely. And so th this is one of the things that I really appreciated about this is right out of the gate. I remember our first call. Uh, you said, hey, everybody's different. Yeah. Some people, they have a uh, metabolism that just runs at a higher speed than other people. Yeah. And we don't know until we figure it out. So you gave me this 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 a balanced approach with a certain amount of carbs, a certain amount of proteins, a certain amount of fats. And then it's kind of cool, guys. You weigh every day and you plug that into the Met Pro app. And these coaches, 
like Angelo and the other team, I've met with one of your other coaches as well. They check it every day yeah. and they make adjustments. Sometimes it's daily. Sometimes it's just a couple of times a week on what it is that you're doing. Now I have a little success story. Um, he talked about lifestyle. How many, if you, if you want to know more about this, then just type in a comment below because we're going to give you a link that's going to give you a free assessment. You'll actually talk to somebody. But how many of you, your lifestyle gets in way of your exercise and your nutrition, what you eat? <laughs> if that's you, just type in, that's me in the comments, okay? <laughs> so last week, a week ago Sunday, I leave town. I go to Kokomo to speak there on Monday. Monday night, I fly to Dallas through to, then to Little Rock, and I speak in Heber Springs, Arkansas on Tuesday. Wednesday, I leave, fly Little Rock to Dallas to Houston, and then Thursday and Friday, I'm doing a conference in Houston. So I'm gone five and a half days. I weighed 292.4 when I left town and 292.8 when I got back in town. Yeah, yeah buddy. So didn't fix one meal on my own, didn't have any home cooking, had to deal with the high sodium that you get wherever you, whenever you eat out. Yep. And the plan allowed me to be full, have energy, and maintain my weight when the lifestyle got crazy. So right. I'll got, give, and if, I, if you're all right with me sharing, Tom, what I'll do is I'll kind of share a little bit about your journey thus far since at least you and I have started together to see kind of where you were when you went on that trip where you were in the whole dieting down process, performance process, the whole nine yards. Because what, what's interesting is Tom did a phenomenal job. After baseline testing, basically what we learned is it's not about gain weight, lose weight. It's about identify how your body responds. So there's no guessing. In other words, I knew that Tom was eating exactly this macronutrient ratio, this amount of carbs, this amount of calories split over this amount of meals. And here is exactly how he responded. And and I can say that your metabolism was very mediocre, <laughs> which which is fine. That's, you know, that's where people are at, you know. And so, I, and this is very rough estimate, but if I had to, on a scale of one to 10, your metabolic rate was at about a four. So in other words, where the average guy would probably lose weight just a tiny bit faster than you, you weren't bottomed out, but you were just a little on the slow side. But at least going into it, I knew that data so we could figure out exactly where we needed to get. Now, unlike popular strategies, which are just, you know, to to really uh, uh, restrict as much as possible, what we're looking for is actually what is the highest intake I could get Tom to eat while still losing weight. And why do we do that? So that way we still have cards to play metabolically down the road when we actually need to. So we figured out right where that sweet spot was. And Tom started, you started dropping some weight really well. And over about three months, you went down from, you You started around 210. Am I remembering that correctly? I think it was like 209. That's about um, right. And, uh, and today you are at 192. And you made pretty good, pretty good march straight straight down. Now, here's the interesting part. Where you are right now, we're not going to take any more food out. I've probably made five or six small adjustments to your meal plan between now and then. We're at the point where 
we could shotgun you another five pounds, but instead we're going to stop here and slowly increase. Now, some people have heard this concept of you have to eat more to lose weight. That is a true concept, but it's kind of one of those don't try this at home scenarios. <laughs> it can be very, it's very tricky to pull off. So what we're going to do is very carefully, I'm going to add just enough over the next week or two to have you get used to a little bit more calories, a little bit more carbohydrates. And as soon as you gain, I'm going to give you about a two pound window. As soon as you hit about 194, we're going to stop adding. I'm going to say, all right, Tom, I want you to go and hit that extra workout today. And here's what we're going to do for your workout XYZ. Now, when you do that, what's going to happen is you can't exercise 20 pounds off, but you can exercise uh, one or two pounds off. So I'm going to have you go out, Tom, do an extra workout, and then you're going to come back to me the next day and, okay, Angelo, I did it. I lost that pound. Beautiful. Now I want you to go gain it back. And I'm actually going to feed you more, just enough to where you gain that one or two pounds back. And as soon as you gain it back, I'm going to have you go exercise it off again. We'll probably repeat that. I'm estimating here. We're going to watch your analytics day by day. We'll probably repeat that about four times over anywhere from three to four weeks. I'll get you up to where now your body's used to a carb intake and a calorie intake, where when we then drop you to a cutting cycle again, your body's going to respond. Because weight loss or transformation happens not because you're eating quote, quote, right or wrong. It happens when there's a change to what your body is used to. So that's why I always go back to the analytics are so important because if we know what your body is doing and where your body's at, we know exactly what we have to change. And we know if we have the leverage to do it or not. Right now, if you said, hey, I want to lose 20 pounds in three weeks, you don't have the leverage in your diet today to do that. But I'm going to get you that leverage. We know the exact steps to get there. So that way, not only are we going to get you where your goal is, but we're going to do it in a way you can maintain it. Now, actually, I'm not sure I told you this yet, Tom, but uh, whatever number we settle on, whatever, okay, we want to get to this weight or we want to get to this body fat percentage, I'm actually going to diet you down about two to three pounds lower. Not that you need to stay there. But I, I want to have two or three pounds to reacclimate your metabolic rate back up so that way you're eating more, not less, when you're at the maintenance weight you want to be. And that's kind of the science behind actually manipulating your metabolism. That's, that's how people can transform. You're doing awesome, Tom. <laughs> Man, I, I feel good. And so here's a question for everybody, all of our Facebook fans. Is there anything meaningful and important that you want to accomplish in your life? And I, just type in yes, if that's you, because I think that's everybody here at Ziegler. I mean, that's like the world. And the reality is, is unless you feel good and have the energy and the capacity to do it, then your physical well-being is going to get in the way of the things that you want to get done. And I saw Matt Gentino on here. Uh, we did a we did a, a podcast episode with him yesterday. And so I'm kind of a brain nerd for everybody out there. So when it comes to nutrition, 
you know, way back when I was a kid and Atkins diets came out and, and then I did keto and I did wheat belly and, you know, all these different things. And all of them have fantastic principles, by the way. All of them have something that you can take from. That's right. Right. But but I'll tell you this. Uh, all of them are also very, very hard to live a normal life because when you're on an airplane 30 or 40 times a year and you're putting on events and other people's planning the menu and you know, it just kind of gets awkward to travel with stuff. And then something else I told Angela right out of the gate for all of you exercise fans, just kidding for all of these who do exercise because you have to, is I said, look, I'm not going to the gym. I'm not pounding the weights. I have an elliptical at home because it's easy on my knees and my, and my back what can you do? And he said, that's all you need. I do have resistance bands, which I love. Uh, if you've got a pre-existing injury, uh, just want you to know that the exercise that they talk about works around where you are in your life. And the crazy thing happened is a couple of days ago, he told me, he said, I don't want you to exercise any of the next two days other than a light walk. I mean, what nutrition, physical wellness coach tells you that? I mean, come on. Someone who's looking at your numbers and seeing right yeah. where your body's at. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somebody who knows where you are and is only is really only uh, geared to one thing, maximize the performance. So our body is literally just a transportation device for our brain. And when our mind tells our brain what to do, then we get things done in life, but it's got to have the transportation device feeling good, optimized in order to make that happen. So that's good stuff. You talk a lot about um, leverage. Yeah. Just just explain what leverage is to everybody, because this is a cool yeah. concept. Well, you actually touched on this. The Atkins diet, you got the, you know, calorie management. There's so I have seen every single diet work. It's not that when you have an expert out there, a guru who's saying you should do this, or you should do that, that how they have completely opposite opinions. Who's right? Who's wrong? I'll, I'll, I'll set the record straight right now. All of them are correct. They're just not all correct for the same person at the same time. There isn't one approach that works for everyone. And it's because each person's leverage point is different. So we have to identify where we have leverage for you personally. So here's a real simple illustration. We can apply this to multiple areas of your fitness, health, and wellness, but here's something almost everyone can, uh, can really uh, relate to. Uh, calorie intake. For someone who has already been watching their calorie intake, further restricting is unlikely to be a large enough lever to create a large shift in your weight or composition. Likewise, carbohydrate restriction. For someone who's already restricting carbohydrates, cutting back another 15 to 20 grams probably isn't going to be a meaningful shift. So which is better? calorie restriction or carbohydrate restriction. Again, this is just, there's 101 nuances between those two. But as a starting point, the answer is whichever one you are going to have the most leverage implementing. And oh, by the way, it's probably a combination. So that's what we're looking at with baseline testing to figure out how your body is responding. Where do we have the most leverage? Are we leaning into more aggressively the exercise as the leverage point? Are we leaning into 
adjusting your caloric intake, your cal your uh, your carbohydrate intake, or do we actually have to say right now our focus isn't losing 20 pounds, it's rehabilitating your metabolism. So that's where we have to figure out where that leverage comes from. And it's because of a very frustrating principle. Maybe you can relate to this. No matter what you do, your metabolism adapts to it. So that's why the concept of right diet, wrong diet, it's not really a thing. Now there's healthy and unhealthy, and we want to keep always keep that in mind. But whatever diet approach you're, you're um, implementing, your metabolism's job is to find a way to keep you alive despite that change to your environment. Here's the illustration. You drop 100 people off on a deserted island. You leave them there for a year. Now, there's young people, there's old people, there's skinny people, there's fat people, there's everything in between. If you were to give them rations of 1,500 calories a day for a year and then pick them up, every single person who comes off that island, their new metabolic rate is 1,500 calories a day. Otherwise, they don't come off the island. That's an illustration of how no matter who you are, your body's going to adapt to what you give it in order to survive. That's why it seems so frustrating when we go on a diet. It's like week one is great, you know, nothing but high fives and, you know, shout outs. Weeks three and four, it's like, well, I'm working just as hard. What, what happened? What happened is your metabolism is doing its job. It's figuring out how to keep you alive despite that change in your environment. Here's the good news. If it happens when you decrease your intake, it also happens when you increase your intake, like we were talking about later. So I use this illustration whenever I give lectures and seminars. I'll usually pick someone out of the crowd, a petite person. I'll say, okay, what would happen to you know person A right here if we changed nothing about you know, his or her diet? except we fed them a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream every night before they go to bed. <laughs> now, everybody would laugh and say, well, the person would be happy. They get to eat ice cream every night. Well, that pint is a thousand calories a day. So everyone agrees that the person here in the front of the audience would gain weight. Now I ask a question, how much weight will they gain? I say, well, let's, let's get the person here to talk. They're the expert on their body. They know what it's like living in their body. How much weight would you gain in a month of adding a pint of ice cream every night? And invariably, the person will say to me, five to 15 pounds. I say, okay, if you kept doing that, how much weight would you gain in a year? And they think about it for a second, and they almost invariably will say 20 to 30 pounds. You know what? They're about right. Based on what I've seen, I've, I've dieted almost 20,000 people in my career. I can say that is about accurate. That causes an issue, a mathematical equation problem, because we are taught that there's 3,500 calories in a pound of fat, which is technically accurate. So if you're adding 1,000 calories a day, seven days in a week, that's 7,000 calories in a week, that's two pounds a week, 52 weeks in a year, this person should gain 104 pounds. But they don't. 
because the metabolism acclimates to their environment. So what happens is as soon as their intake changes, their metabolism goes, okay, I have to stop uh, this weight gain to keep them alive eventually. So it's going to start adjusting, adjusting, adjusting until we reach a point called homeostasis. We have to be able to regain that. Otherwise, we literally gain or lose weight forever and we would die. Once it reaches homeostasis, then any pace that you're gaining or losing slows down dramatically. But we don't think of that. We don't think, wow, I'm eating... I'm eating not so good this week. I should be gaining twice as much, three times as much weight than I actually am. That's the metabolism doing its job. We notice it when we go, oh, Angelo, I'm watching every bite I eat and I lost a weight great the first week. And now what's going on? Why am I, why am I hitting this plateau? The reason we're hitting it is because your metabolism is doing its job, which all circles back to leverage contrast awesome. yeah awesome. we have to create that well let's do this uh i want to give you guys some good news uh if you just joined us uh or you're just kind of catching back up on the ziggler show podcast you can leave a comment on facebook and we'll send you a link to get a free assessment or if you're on the ziggler show uh you just go to metpro.co forward slash Ziegler will send you the assessment. That's cool. So let me just give you my short-term goal. And then Angela, I'm asking everybody, if you have a question you want to ask, I'm monitoring the question box. You've got a uh, world-renowned coach who's worked with 20,000. <laughs> That's a lot. We, we've yeah. dieted a couple. We've we've analyzed the analytics on over that. Yep. If you add it all, if you added up all the weight, they've probably lost uh, the same weight as a small state in the United States. That would be that would be pretty cool. So here's my deal. I'm at 192, and I'm remembering. So if I get this wrong, Angelo, you tell tell me. You said, "Hey, Tom, here's the goal. Um, we're going to get you down to about 185, and then we're going to add about seven pounds of muscle back on." Because the way your metabolism works, the way you're going to be happiest in your life is you're going to want to eat a little bit more. Muscle burns more energy than than fat does. Now, you're still going to need to eat healthy, you know, right. veggie carbs and those kind of things. But this way you'll be able to enjoy life. Well, I got really excited because I know that that's realistic. When I look at the BMI charts and everything else and they say you should weigh 164, I'm like, there is no way I'm weighing 164. I mean, I, <laughs> that'd be a little I, light for you. I've weighed 175 and it felt kind of frail, you know, so that was hope, right? That was hope based on a lot of experience. So if you will type in any question that you have in the comments, we'll get to that. But so, Angela, I'm going to throw the first one. Yeah, uh, we got about five minutes here. Um, what is a great way for somebody to get started? What would you what would you tell them to do? Great question. Well, so and if you want to uh, an elaborate answer to that, take advantage of the assessment and actually talk with one of our coaches. But if you just want a hey, I want to start one thing tomorrow. I get asked that a lot on on podcasts and on webinars. What give me one thing to start doing tomorrow? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to in the morning tomorrow prepare an afternoon snack. 
And it, it doesn't have to be some magical food. I want you to just pick some healthy, old-fashioned food. In other words, could you get it to eat 100 years ago? If the answer is no, that's not the food I want you to eat. Put yourself together an afternoon snack in the morning. Bring it with you and promise me you'll eat it. If you can do that one thing, I find that is the single most disruptive behavior in a good way. And here's why. Because if you're preparing that afternoon snack in the morning before you leave, you've created a habit of preparing food in the morning. It is unlikely you're going to prepare that afternoon snack and not grab yourself a healthy breakfast. If you have that snack with you, then you know that it's coming. You're less likely to overeat at lunch. And regardless of what you eat at lunch, having the snack in the afternoon bridges the gap between the two meals that we tend to go the longest between. Uh, breakfast and lunch, sometimes people go four to six hours. Lunch and dinner, it's not uncommon. Some of my executives, you know, they're going eight, nine hours sometimes in between. Too long. So you have that afternoon snack, which means it's so much easier to exhibit willpower and good decision making when it comes to your dinner, because you're not low blood sugar, you're not starving, then you make better decisions at dinner. And what happens is a disruptive behavior that snowballs. If you can only do one thing tomorrow, I want you to start by committing to healthy afternoon snacks. Wow. So we get to add food. Now I'll just I experimented with a lot of snacks in this and I settled on my favorite. My favorite is a small whole apple. Yep. With almond butter. Yeah. Easy. And it's amazing how you get to dinner and you're able to use logic instead of emotion <laughs> on what you pick. That's exactly it. And as a coach, I love snacks, but not for the reason you might think. The reason I love snacks so much is because most people don't take them socially. So I don't have to worry about that dynamic. In other words, if I say, here's what I want you to eat for dinner every day, that may be a little harder to bite off, no pun intended, because you're having with family, or here's what I want you to do for lunch every day. Well, you're going out for business lunches, or you got to meet the kids or whatever the case may be. But I'm betting three in the afternoon, you can just take you know, set your alarm, slide away from the desk, grab your apple and almond butter, uh, whatever the snack is. Here's a little tip. Make it low perishable, make it portable, make it quick and not messy. You can grab that snack two minutes. That's it. Two minutes out of your day. It will start transforming the landscape of your nutritional day. Um, real potent, real potent. Yeah. All right. We got it. We got, I think this is a question. Uh, Sajalel, I think. This is a question. The question was sport to start, or maybe if there's any one exercise, like if I'm going to add this little snack in, is there a simple exercise, exercise. or something that anybody could benefit from? And, and, and maybe you aren't exercising at all right now and you just need a place to start. What would that be? I think the most practical way I can ask that is identify the category of exercise you want to start with. Because what I see often is people diving into good exercise, even uh, pro athletes will hire me to critically evaluate their training program. And I never go back to them and say, oh, this is wrong and this is wrong. No, it's a matter of here's your stated goals. You're training for 14 hours a week. Only an hour and a half are directly correlative to those goals. 
What we want is your training to match your goals. Now at MetPro, we uh, categorize all exercise into six categories. It doesn't mean that there's only six. It's just a simple way to remember. So what you have is endurance training. Then you have cardio interval training, then cardio circuit training. Then now we break into hypertrophic activity. That's activity that will not only burn calories, but also increase muscular mass. So that's going to be circuit training with weights. That's going to be cross training and then strength training. If your goal is to increase muscularity and you want to burn calories, pick something in the middle like cardio circuits or circuit training where it's aerobic and or even cross training where it's aerobic and you're lifting weights. If your goal is I really want to build muscle and get strong, then do the activities that are going to create that build muscle, weight training, resistance training, make sure you're the majority of your time is in that genre. And if your goal is before I start anything, I need to just take 30 pounds off, then aerobic activity is going to be the only exercise that burns calories without having a muscle growth effect or a minimal muscle growth effect. So that's going to be the most direct route and should occupy the primary slot. So just pick one of those three, aerobic, mixture, or strength, and make sure that if you're diving into a program, for example, for weight loss, that your exercise selection reflects that. All right. So awesome. So we're getting a lot of people saying, hey, I'm interested. If you left a comment on Facebook, we sent you a link. Go there to get the free assessment. Somebody will actually talk to you. Uh, go to If you're listening on our podcast, go to metpro.co forward slash Ziggler. And I tell you what, boy, it's been a it's been a quick time. I can't believe we've already been on over 30 <laughs> minutes. Uh, and we do this on the Ziggler fan page for a lot of reasons. Uh, we somehow we're blessed. We attract the leading experts from all over the world in all different kinds of categories. And Zig Ziggler, my father, was an avid believer that we needed to take care of our body. What you know, our temple, the thing that allows us to fulfill our purpose and have joy and happiness in life. If our health's not good and we're just going to suffer in all areas of life. So when your health gets better, your relationships at home improves, your friendships improve, your ability to get work done improves. And so that's why we bring you things like this. But I have a saying, and the saying is real simple. The sin of the desert is knowing where the water is, but not telling the thirsty where it is. And so if we come on and we say, hey, you should really have good health, here's why, and then we don't show you where the water is, then we've committed the sin of the desert. And so we make it easy. That, that assessment, talking to somebody, seeing if it's a fit for you, is awesome. And by the way, if you don't do that, but you start on a plan and start improving your health, then we win too. So Angelo, I'm going to give you the last word and then we're going to thank everybody and we're going to call it a call it a day. Uh, I feel honored to have been invited to be a part of everything that uh, your father started that you are doing, Tom, and it is a blast to work with you. And we have some fun times coming up, my friend. <laughs> and yep. thank everyone. Th I want to thank everyone for, for joining us today. Yep, absolutely. Once again, 
click on the link if you want that free assessment at uh, metpro.co forward slash Ziggler. And you remember this, you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. So if you know somebody who is like, you know, it's time, it's time to take care of my health, then forward this, the share this post on to them, tell them they need to check this out uh, because it will change their life. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you again next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Well, friends, I hope you're excited about addressing the framework of your health and wellness and making this next year even better by becoming Weller. Well, coming up in episode 745, we're going to have a great show. Right at the beginning of the new year here, we're still finalizing our schedule. So all I can do is promise it's going to be a good show or I wouldn't even produce the sucker. So till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. <music>